Hey, 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 you guys. I am so glad to have our special guest with us here on Black Canvas. If you guys have not heard him before, this is going to be a great introduction. I am just in love with his music, and I think he is going to do some amazing things in not only just popular music, but just in life. And his name is Doc Fishbach. Now, if you guys are like, I've not heard of that last name before. I love Doc Fishbach, and he has a lot of great things that he's going to talk about today with us. Surviving years of toxic relationships, addiction, abuse, and mental health struggles is enough to force one into refuge. Fortunately for Doc Fishbach, he found solace among the scenic mountains near Denver, Colorado, but also in the pursuit of making music. Doc's relationship with nature sits parallel to his love of music, with both of these outlets being places where he can discover unblemished happiness. Upon some soul searching and personal discovery, he eventually found his voice and subsequently his life's purpose, dubbing his songs as self-help music. Doc seeks to offer a voice to the voiceless. Through his captivating brand of pop, he sets off to offer the notion that perfection lies in our imperfections. Notably, Doc Fushbach does not use gender pronouns in his music. As a gay man, he knows too well how it feels to be marginalized and will never wish for any of his fans to feel excluded. His lifelong relationship with ADHD and mental health alongside his past troubles have made Doc feel invisible at times. However, with making music seem more seen than ever, he is now on a mission to let anyone else that is struggling know that there is still light, even in the bleakest of times. Doc Fishbach has since amassed a large back catalog of unreleased original material, as well as a handful of singles he has self-released in 2020 and 2021. And fans can expect more of Doc's emotionally charged music to arrive next year, with his next release forthcoming course in 2022 so we thank you doc for being here on black canvas thank you for being on the show thank you for having me i appreciate it very much so doc i want you to let us know are you a little nervous you okay (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm fine yeah (laughs) all right i love talking to guests and saying hey there's a little nervous because we all can have those at times but doc and i've been kind of talking back and forth for a couple of weeks now so i'm just glad that you're here and I want us to have a real fun time. So just shake it on off for a second. We're going to make it work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can do that <laughs> for sure. All right. So, Doc, I actually came up with some fun questions that we're going. I'm going to ask you. And it's based on some titles you might kind of know. <laughs> okay. So if you're ready, I'll go straight into the questions. Sure. All yeah, right. Man. So the first one we have is over you. What is one trend that you have seen in the year 2021, excuse me, or 2022 that you wish would die down? And how do you feel you have made an indelible mark thus far in your music career? Oh, well, definitely with with, uh, music. um, Well, with music, I feel like there's definitely a trend where artists aren't really singing with their true voice. I do believe that there's a lot of the vocal fry happening now. And I think um, it's just important to sing with your natural voice. So I always say just be yourself, 
stop trying to be someone you're not and sing with your true voice. But I just believe um, also with, in general, like a trend that I've kind of seen lately is just, I feel like we, we don't, we no longer are listening to each other. And I think it's, you always have something really to learn from others by listening to their story. And even if you don't agree with them, there's always something to be learned. So I just really feel like that's a trend I'd love to see change. I think that's a trend that we need to change just in not only just here in the U.S., but just like you said, around the world. People don't listen and they don't, there's a lot of judgments. And that's one thing I try to have is a judge-free zone, like for people to be able to talk and share. And this show is about inclusiveness and diversity and people just being themselves. And I'm so glad that you mentioned you know, that maybe we can get out of that trend and just say, hey, let people do their thing. And if you don't agree, you don't have to, but just be respectful for sure. Definitely. I would love to see that that change someday. That's one of those kind of perfect world <laughs> answers and hopefully we'll start to see more, but we, you never know. All it takes is one person to be willing to stand forward and then other people to unite and, you know, things can change for sure. It could. Definitely. Yeah, I hope so. And then, and you were asking about the mark on music here. I think that I've always kind of hoped that I can help people with my music. And we said that I will feel fulfilled if I um, kind of help people in some kind of way with my music. So I mean, I've definitely received some messages from different people telling me that I've helped them in some way. I remember this one woman um, from Tennessee, had, I've never met her before, but she's really, she listens to one of my songs and she's, she was going through a really rough divorce and it really felt kind of empowered her to keep moving forward. And she said it was really tough on her. And it was actually surprising too. I had a, a friend, well, kind of an acquaintance. Um, we had met a few times here in Denver and I had no idea that he was struggling with heroin addiction. And he said like one of my songs specifically was something that really kind of helped him just feel seen and understood as he was trying to fight it off. And I'm pretty sure, you know, talking to him recently that it seems like he's gotten better. So it's great. I love that. And do you remember what song it was that she said that that really helped her? Yep. It was, I will be, which I wrote coming out of a really rough and toxic relationship. Um, And that was definitely the one that she says she plays a lot, which is really nice to hear. I love that. So we'll go straight to that question next. So um, I will be, can you create a daily mantra that you can live by in 2022? And how would this mantra help motivate you to pursue your passions in life? So I'm going to give you a minute to think about it and come up with a daily mantra that you can live by in 2022. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I would say this is kind of funny because it's something I've been doing every day is actually probably I started in February um, of this year, but I was just kind of saying, this might be a long story, so I apologize for that, but um, kind of the idea of just, I've done my best today and that is enough because that's not something that I naturally have always believed. So it's something I really, you know, I'm trying to get to the point where I am happy with like my best and my best is good enough. There's always been like, um, for me, I've always struggled with self-esteem and kind of being okay with myself. <clears throat> and um, I was reading a study done on like abused and rejected children from a parent. Um, it talked about how when you're very young, you 
view your caregiver as infallible, like they can do no wrong. And you develop this mindset where you think, well, something must be wrong with me rather than them because they're perfect and you're, you know, you're like four years old, five years old. Um, so it's something that I've kind of dealt with my entire life is like there's something deeply wrong with me. And over time, I've started to do these. Um, I, I recorded these two different on my voice memos. They're like daily positive affirmations. And they're just my voice talking about things I can actually get on board with. So they're really kind of like the mantra. And one of the mantras I say in there is kind of, I've done my best today and that's enough. Um, another one is kind of that I, you know, I'm worthy of a happy life because that's not something I've always believed. And I do believe in just rehearsing that in your head. Like the more you share it with yourself and you can start to say it and start to believe and receive those messages, you know, even if at the moment it doesn't feel true or feel right, I think like it helps you to rediscover what motivation means to you and, and the passions that you have for yourself before actually pursuing your career choices. Because I feel a lot of kids, I, I can speak at least for myself. I know growing up, um, I had to really struggle um, in school and it wasn't that I didn't understand, but focusing was hard for me in school. And so having, you know, that mindset of just sit down for 10 minutes and I started to do it slow for 10 minutes, then I went 15 and 20. So I would add five minutes to each, each time I would sit down and then give myself breaks in between. So then that way it gave me time to focus and be really centered on one thing, but also to know that I can have time for a break and, and go outside and get some vitamins in me, right? A lot of times when we think of many things going on now, most kids are, not all kids, but on their computers, on their phones, playing games. And I just remember just reading encyclopedia when I had time and going outside and playing basketball or, or doing a lot of practicing for track and field. And so for me, that was great that I had different outlets. Um, but yeah, there was parts where I didn't fully believe in my journey, but I think as we get older um, and we have experiences, we get to choose in our mind what we decide to internalize or what we will decide to dispel. And so I'm glad that you were able to, as an adult, through your experiences, decide, hey, this is what I'm living in and this is my truth, my belief, and others who are not on board, they don't have to get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm glad you brought up being outside too. Like you said, it helped you because it really is an important thing. Absolutely. All right. So I have another question for you when we're old. So what do you see for yourself when you're over the age of 60? And do you feel that you would look back and be proud of your accomplishments? Or do you feel like you would live with a lifetime of regrets? Ah, uh, so that definitely, I've always wanted to live in Italy. It's kind of a dream of mine, but I figure that would be kind of more of retirement age. So yeah, that's a dream of mine for sure. Um, still would love to be doing music for fun, I'm sure. And, um, you know, you hope to be fit and active. Being outside is a big piece of my life. I, I actually run the um, GoPro Mountain Games every June, and I still have never beat any of the runners in their 60s they're always so fit and they're just up there and they just this is what they do so it's always impressive to see so i hope to be like them and still be out running and you know lifting weights and everything um looking back let's see i definitely you, you try not to regret life of course i in some ways i guess i regret 
wasting so much time on partying and meaningless social engagements. There's been a lot of just going out too much and staying out till two, three in the morning. But I, I kind of believe that all the mistakes and all the things that have let I've done have led me down this road that I'm on. So in some ways, I try not to regret them because they have definitely shaped me. But it's it's sometimes, you know, I think it's a mix of being proud of yourself, but also looking back and being like, ah, you know, if I could give advice to people, it'd be <laughs> a lot of those uh, meaningless late night partying nights are were, weren't really, there's nothing really good ever came out of them. I think for many of us who've gone down that road, we, we can definitely <laughs> deduce that that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I do want to share with the audience when I said 60, I'm not saying 60 is old, you guys. So I know I have some of my older audience that listens, but just that was just a number I came up with. But I think, you know, age is just nothing but a number. Like you can be eight years old and still be able to follow and pursue your dreams. Or you can be 10 years old and, and become lethargic and just stuck in the house doing nothing. So, I mean, it's more of the feeling from inside and then also you just knowing what you want for yourself. And I do agree. I think like for myself, I try not to live with, with a life full of regrets. I know there are things, of course, I wish I could have changed, but then I also remember that that gave me some power in going through those negative experiences. And then it's helped me to understand people who are a lot different than I am as well. So I, I will say, yeah, regrets are something I try not to live by either, but I think there's things that we can all learn from for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, a lot of lessons to be had in everything, I think. I agree. All right. So we have another one, the writings on the wall. So what is one piece of advice your mom gave you that has come to fruition today? Uh, my mom and I hang out all the time. We're best friends. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I think definitely. So one thing that she's really good at, but I'm not is kind of, she's good at just being like, you don't owe anybody anything. And that's something that she's always tried to tell me and my sister because we always I've, I've definitely felt this kind of obligation to really listen and absorb everyone else's emotions and their drama and kind of like a free therapist <laughs> um but it's it, it really it, you know i'm definitely absorb everyone's emotions that i'm near and it tends to get me frazzled and feeling worn out and it can be anything from work to personal relationships to i just kind of take on whatever the person near me is feeling and it definitely um her advice that kind of you don't owe anybody really anything is something i really try to catch on to i think that's sage advice and it kind of goes into like you said almost being like empathic to a certain extent and um yeah it can be exhausting like you you literally are taking on other people's emotions and so uh, i went to a conference a few weeks back and i love um dr david kessler if you guys have not heard of him please look him up um, but he was a part of a grief summit. And then he talked about, um, as therapists, that it's our job not to become pain collectors. And that when someone has pain and they have struggles, that they can still take their grief with them when they go home. But you're giving them tools of how to manage the pain and not to be consumed by it. And so for me, being a counselor full time, I know how hard that can be. And so when I'm doing other things in my life or even in my full-time career, 
I just remind myself, it's not my job to take on everyone else's pain, but it is my job to find my purpose through my pain personally. And when other people share their experiences for me to just be there to sit with them in the pain, but also to help them to develop tools to manage the pain. So that helps me where I don't feel like I'm going through either compassion fatigue or burnout, which are two killers in the industry of counseling for sure. Yeah, I bet that has to be really, really tough to, to be able to not totally attach to it. And, and um, yeah, can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely a difference, Doc. I tell you, like when we talk about music and counseling, they're two totally different areas, um, of different spectrums for sure. But I think the one thing they do have in common is that it's the connectedness. Like when I listen to you sing and I, I feel connected. And I feel like as a counselor, my goal is always to find a connection from one to the other and to hopefully make it into a happy medium or at least to an understanding point. And when I think of like great songwriting, you know, you want people to know that they can feel the words, not only just hear it, but they can feel it. And I feel like you do an amazing job with the way you're able to be a great storyteller. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's definitely, um, it's something that I feel like with music, at least with me growing up, it's, you know, I love the music that's just kind of meaningless and, you know, doesn't really, you know, doesn't really resonate with you much because you don't have to think about it much. But I really, when I, when I need music at it's at some of my worst places, I feel like music is really, certain songs can really just make you feel understood in that moment and kind of translate what, uh, kind of how you're feeling at the moment. Important. you're right I, I agree with that 100 percent. so i have another fun one for you this <laughs> this is kind of a controversial question but i think it's important for people to understand when we talk about addiction and mental health i know this is a very serious topic but i really want us to talk about take control and can you tell us how did you learn to take control and take charge of your life after battling addiction and struggles with your mental health Ah, uh, yeah, it is still a daily uh, endeavor. It's not, it's not something that comes natural to kind of really work on myself and focus on myself. I'm kind of a, an escapist type personality. So I've tried to, I don't know if you've heard of the Enneagram ever. So I'm an Enneagram mm-hmm. seven, which means I like to run from my problems. <laughs> We're most likely to be addicted. We're most mm-hmm. likely to um, just try to escape our lives in all kinds of ways. And I'm that is that fits me very very well um, and I, I really think that it's been an interesting journey I think therapy has helped me move along so much like I I've had all sorts of therapists some maybe not the best and some were really amazing and they're some of the most important people to come into my lives in my life sorry <laughs> and uh, it's just really uh, like I, I, I owe a lot of thanks to some good therapists that I had that helped me kind of just come to terms with a lot of my childhood trauma that really, you know, are some pretty terrible things that had happened to me when I was six. And it just, it still affects me to this day. Uh, it's definitely a reason for a lot of issues, but uh, beyond therapy, I'm going to say that uh, meditation is such an important thing for me. Um, and I have a, I listen to an app 
Say that another unless you want me to, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to share the app. I mean, they're not sponsoring us, but we can definitely share it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, well, I like um, I like ten percent happier because you know th there's meditation apps that are very like kind of uh, they're a little just a little too um, too calming. I'm not somebody who likes to be calm. I like to be I'm always moving, always doing things, just kind of like full of energy, trying to get tons of work done. And I really like 10% Happier because uh, the the main guy who created it really kind of talks to you in a very busy American, you know, modern way of speaking. So he really helps you apply it to how it fits in our life because, you know, none of us are perfect and it's kind of, it's it's less daunting. So I, I just love the philosophy behind it and it's really helped me meditate. And, yeah. Between meditation and I'm going to have to look that one up. I haven't heard of that one. So that's, that's, I'm glad you told me. I definitely want to check that out for sure. Oh, yeah. I really, for me, I, I, it really has helped me. And my mom, too. She even started listening to it. It's just really, I just oh, love the way they kind of phrase things. And they have some great people on there, too. Yeah. Well, I'm always about learning something new and listening to something new. So I'm going to definitely check that out. So kind of going back to when you were saying that you said you were seven. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I'm actually a three. A three, okay. Oh, the, okay, got it, okay. I know that So one. you know which one that was, the Achiever? <laughs> yep, it's the Achiever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's 100% true, but I mean, I do feel like I am driven to a certain extent. I can be adaptive. Um, I do like to excel at certain things, but I'm very conscious, you know, as far as my image, you know, image conscious, and I'm trying to work on that. And I think that's something we can always be aware of. But I think, like you said, when you go through a life of challenges or maybe negative feedback or things that people have said or done to you and your experiences, it's hard for you not to to sometimes be absorbed in, in those feelings. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, one thing I really want to say about the Enneagram is I, I found this to be helpful with my mental health is they um, on the Enneagram, it's like the Enneagram Institute website, they have a scale of how healthy you are and it even warns me it says like if i start throwing myself into constant activity um, that is when it's a big warning sign so i've actually used enneagram to kind of help me identify when i'm on my way into a bad mental health space because it, it once i start hitting that that zone of where i'm not really getting a lot done it's like lots of little things and then just kind of bounce around between different activities that's usually like that's when i'm in kind of a warning zone well yellow light instead of <laughs> instead of green anymore <laughs> <laughs> i love that and so i'm going to check it out it's so it's the enneagram institute.com is that correct i'm pretty sure yeah it's um i just googled like enneagram seven and it, it's definitely one of the top ones that comes up and it's just really informational on where, where your healthy zones are and what you look like when you're the most healthy well. okay awesome i'm going to definitely check that out for sure all right, so the next one we have, next question is no more roommates. If you had the opportunity to choose one musician that you could spend the weekend with collaborating, who would you choose and why? <laughs> uh, this is probably an unpopular choice, but I really, I have a soft spot for Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, I kind of grew up with her. We're almost the same age. Um, and there's just something about her songwriting. Like I... I just relate to the way she has, she puts in a lot of specific details about 
in each one of her songs and like so and i like to do that too maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's not uh the people who you write the songs about maybe are not happy with that but i do just like the way she kind of tells a good story with really useful details and there's one song called all too well which is, is her best song in my opinion hands down and she just paints a picture like when you listen to that song and it's like a c g a minor f chord progression which is like kind of a sad more sad chord progression i always love that one um it's just kind of really a just the way she writes is very honest and her songs a lot of times mean something and i, I really do also love that it's kind of a moment in time like for me like all of my songs are a moment in time like i remember when i wrote them they just kind of come to me and I feel like she writes that same kind of way where this is all just a moment in your life. Yes. I mean, I like Taylor Swift, so don't feel bad. I mean, I think that's a great choice. <laughs> I mean, I have a hard time choosing. Everyone knows number one is Tori Kelly in my list. I mean, it will always be number one. But I think a yeah. second will be India Ari. I love India Ari. And just spending a weekend listening to her yeah. and just hearing her sing I mean that's one person who I never really talked about on the show as much as I should but or even Brandy I mean just her vocal producing I love talking about Brandy but just Brandy or Indy Irie would be probably the two I would definitely want to sit and collaborate with if it, if I was which I'm not a singer you guys but I would love to just sit and just be in their minds for a few <laughs> minutes and just let them just kind of talk and just experience that you know what kind of magic that they can come up with but yeah, I mean, I, I just love it. And then I love their, their the tone of their voice. And I feel like a tone of a voice, like a Tony Braxton, you know that tone. You can hear it a mile away. And that's just something I'm, I'm attracted to. I love to hear an amazing voice. Have you ever seen any of them live in concert at all? Sorry. I've seen Tori Kelly live twice. And I tell you, one of the best concerts I've ever experienced. Like, she jumped on the drums. She got... <laughs> on the guitar like I mean she sings even better live than she does on her record and I don't know if that's even possible for a lot of artists these days and it's no gimmicks there's no auto-tune when I tell you she goes full out and one of the concerts we stood my mom and I went together went to Dallas to see her and we stood in, in that club for like two hours I, my legs felt like Gumby by the end of it but I had such a great time <laughs> But it was fun. It was it was one of the best experiences I had because the first time I saw it was in Arkansas and I was sick as a dog and I literally, well, I'm not going to gross out the audience, but let's just say that I didn't stay in the entire time doing the concert. And so I just remember like singing atop my lungs and you could hear my voice was half faded because I was just like literally not well. And I was like, if she ever performed again, I'm going. And then the next year she performed again. And so I just said, you know what? I'm taking off work. I'm going. And so I ended up, you know, my mom and I just had a great time and we just, just had a wonderful time. I wanted to do the meet and greet, but I didn't get on enough time to get the actual, um, you know, package to see her in person and take a picture. But, you know, I'm manifesting that I will have her on the show. I talk about her all the time. So one of these days, Tori Kelly is going to be here and I'll be able to say, you know what? I didn't need the meet and greet because I'm actually meeting her here. And it's something I'll be able to remember. <laughs> <laughs>
I would love to listen to that. I think she's what I really appreciate about all of the artists you named is that they are such they're 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 really they can sing their music live and they just sound so great. They're really powerful singers. And I just I that's one thing, you know, in music, I think sadly, modern music, there's a lot more artists who they, they're very um, studio produced and they can't really sing their music live. And I'm not trying to hate on anybody, of course, but I just feel like it's it's definitely something that we've like back in the 70s. My mom, my mom always talks about how the she'd go to the shows and they, they sounded just like their recordings or better, like you just said about Tori Kelly. And I think it's such an important thing to be able to, I don't know, go to a show and really hear vocalist that's so important 100 um i go back to my childhood with millie vanilli <laughs> and i'll never forget that like when i was younger <laughs> in high school and my um high school teacher always said we don't want any millie vanillis in here she would always make that joke and i would just die laughing <laughs> and i'm like it's just funny now because like you know there's so many different forms of people you know expressing themselves where they don't have to sing live anymore and I just remember just that phrase of just seeing them and like nothing against them. They were, they were great marketing. They knew exactly what was going to sell. Um, but yeah, I just never forget that. Oh, when he millions and millions in here, I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have two more major questions for you. So the first one is if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to you little dot? Ah, that's such a tough one. There's, there's so much, I think if I've learned so much, I'm 34 now and it's, there's just a lot that I've learned, but probably the um, biggest piece is just like, it's okay to be yourself. I think that's something that I've never really been comfortable with. And I've just, I've tried, it's still a, a daily endeavor of trying to be be, be me truly me because you are happiest when you are your true self I feel like so that's something that you know rather than try to please everybody and try to be what you think people want just really just be yourself and things kind of fall into place I think that's that's sage advice again I think like people need to know um, and I think everyone's road is different and that's just something I always like to tell people that it's easier for some than others to fully be able to accept and understand what they're going through in their experiences. And it takes other people time and no one can tell you when that timetable is right or what experience you have to go through to find your true authentic self. But I think that also goes back to, you know, what's been ingrained in you and your experiences that might be different from someone else's. And so you're right. I think having a very loving, supportive family like you do have, and having a mom who really understands and, and is there to support you in your career and in your life is amazing. Um, and unfortunately for a lot of people around the world, they don't have some of those same options or even within the U.S. Um, there's some people who live in Tomo because they're experiencing a lot of pain and no one will fully understand. And so I think you're right. I think it's just being your, yourself is important, but also just remember everyone's road is definitely going to be different. And we just have to just accept everyone for where they are at that time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I totally agree. I think that one thing, I mean, growing up, you know, you mentioned my my biography about being gay, but that's um I grew up in a household that was not that was not okay. And 
you know, kind of just make you, I really, you know, didn't, I didn't really like myself for a long time because of that. And it was, it was tough to, you know, I had to go through a gate conversion therapy for two years. And so I really didn't have a lot of support in the beginning, but my mom's really kept them around. So that's great. She's really changed. And I'm sure you had to go through that experience because I know for a lot of people who don't understand what that is, and maybe that'd be for another, of course, another time to discuss some other things. But I think that for many individuals, you, you just have to remember who you are, what you want to become, how do you want to be seen? How do you want to experience love in life? And what, what does that look like for you? Because I feel like everyone's picture, and I love this show when I talk about canvas, is everyone's canvas is going to be painted differently. Everyone's going to use different types of paint to make their life or the masterpiece of who they are shown. And I think for you, the great thing is Doc, that like your music is one way of people knowing you, but your, your struggles and your triumphs and even the moments when you've had setbacks in your own recovery journey is what makes you unique and beautiful and amazing. And that's what people are looking for. They want to find someone who's genuine, but also to know that they can slip and fall, but they don't have to stay down. It's about what do you gain from each experience with each person, with each scenario. And when I gain that knowledge and I'm actually able to apply it into my day-to-day living, then I can become that achiever. I can become that success story. But it's success in my standards, not in societies or what other people see for me. Uh, yes, that's so important. This what what you define as success, not trying to there's so much comparison these days. Um, I think we all get it everywhere. Social media is a good tool, but it's also such a it's tough you there's always somebody on there that's gonna have more of what you want to be and or just yeah it's such a fake image so it's important not to compare yourself to everybody else out there (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so can you tell us what's next for you doc and um how can our listeners find you online definitely um so i have a song actually coming out june friday june 10th uh it's kind of a more upbeat positive direction than when I've you know I have a lot of kind of you know more sad music but I mean it's meaningful to me of course um, but I've definitely I've written a lot of more fast-paced music as well so I'm starting to release some of that um, I'm actually working on another song too so I'll probably have like two or three songs that I've released this year further so the June 10th and then there's some in the future one kind of has a, I mean, I, I, I like a variety of music styles, so they have some of that kind of flair in them. Um, this next one is kind of verging on country, but it's not, you know, obviously I'm, yeah, it's not country, but and then the next one is almost a, I love the disco era, so it has a little bit of flair of that. So those will be, I'm excited about those. Uh, so that's next. And then online. Uh, so I'm just, uh, Instagram is probably one of my best where I'm kind of most active. That's just Doc Fishbach altogether. I know my last name's kind of hard to spell, but Doc Fishbach together on Instagram. Or I'm on pretty much all music platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, iTunes, all the main ones. So. Well, I'm just so proud of you. Um, first of all, thank you for being here and sharing your story. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be touched when they listen to you. And not only your music, but hearing how you're able to convey a message. And I think today you were able to really kind of break to the other side. 
uh, where I feel like there's there's so much that you have to give us. And we're just so glad that you were here to kind of share your light and your love with us here on Black Canvas. Thank you so much, Sasha, for being here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the, the chat and the opportunity to talk about things. So. Well, absolutely. We're going to have you back to perform on my second podcast, Space Between. If you're interested in the future, I would love to hear you sing these songs that I jam to and listen to. I love me a good sad song. I love me a good upbeat song. So for me, <laughs> it's about the lyrical content that means a lot to me. And so hopefully we can get you back to perform three or four songs and share your music with us. That would be great. I'll definitely take you up on that. For sure. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Doc. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, thank you so much for being here on the show and I hope to talk with you soon. All right, you too. Thank you. All right, bye.